It's Mark and Shane on the Gentleman's Club. Hey everybody, Mark Myra and Shane Allen here. It's the Gentleman's Club podcast, fresh from Owego, New York. Yeah, uh, vacation town, Owego, yeah. New York. And New York's Hamptons. Yeah, we, we took the big show uh, to Owego and... Um, it, I didn't realize how far away that place was, and I kept on yeah, saying that to you. We're both very dumb. Yeah, it was like we, three... <laughs> we agreed to the show, and then we just didn't look up where, the, where it was. <laughs> and we get in the car, and we're like looking at like, wait, it's two and a half hours away from here? Yeah, Uh-oh. not a Taco Bell in sight. What yeah. Oh. What's the point of doing comedy if you're not going to shove a chicken case in your face? That really it should be in our writer that there has to be a taco bell within spitting distance of the venue um and what what what, when it really hit me how far this place was was we um um we were basically openers for i I forget his last name a comedian from out of new jersey and his name is mike um and he's very nice and he's very funny but like when he told me how how long it took him to get there i was like oh where you're from he's like new jersey and for me new jersey's like oh that's like nine hours away that's like seven hours away he's like oh yeah it's like three hours away it's like holy crap we're this close to new jersey right now yeah yeah it was a haul mark and i spent five hours in the car together and we learned nothing about one another um so we did the show in Oigo, Mike Peters production, which if you haven't been to a Mike Peters show, you should go. The the, the dude's a, an animal. He's the hardest working person in stand-up comedy. He does shows in every podunk town that you've ever heard of, and you've never heard of. Because I never heard of Oigo. No. I messed up because I told you I agreed to do the show because I thought that he said Oswego and I thought it was just a typo. And then I found out that there was a town called Oswego and then it was already too late. Yeah. So um, we go there. Right. And it's, um, you know, he's still trying to build this show up, I guess. Or he said he switched from monthly to weekly and the crowd has been a little bit sparse and, and I guess comedy's tough in January. I don't know. I'm making this up for him, but there was what eight people, Mark. Yeah, look, I guess uh, the gentlemen's club is in a huge draw on a wego. You know, eight people. One of them bartender. Two of them, Mark and I, and then one of them is a homeless man in the bar just to get warm. And this homeless man is sharpening a rock into a knife or something. We assumed it's a knife because, you know, we assume the worst. I was thinking that he was sharpening a knife on a rock. <laughs> no, 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 no. He, he didn't. If he had a knife, I, no, he's sharpening a rock into a blade <laughs> with another rock, I assume. <laughs> and he's doing that during the show. Yeah. So. Mark and I up there doing our sets. And I don't know if Mark had the same feeling that I did, which is like, I've done shows with very little crowd before. And I've done shows where I've completely bombed and I've, I've heard nothing. Right. And that's, that's like probably the worst thing you can hear as, as a comic, right? It's just silence after jokes. I found out not true at all. The worst thing you can hear as a stand up comic is not silence. But you get done with a joke and you hear a man sharpening a rock into a blade. Yeah. Uh, 
I just was like, don't make eye contact. Don't make eye contact. Please don't kill me. That was as close as um, I've been to like being a legit court jester, right? Where it's like, (laughs) you know, make the king laugh. And then if not, you're being beheaded by a very dull rock. Well, I don't even I don't even understand living in these places. I'm sorry if you're an Owegoan. Uh, but like, how do you go to the doctor? Like, you trust the Owego doctor, or do you just do you just travel far and wide? Like, what do you? There is there can't be a hospital there? There's not looked, even a homeless shelter. It's the bar. I did do that amount of research just in case, because I I was nervous about that. Like, what if Mark gets injured and I have to bring him sure. somewhere? Like, say by a homeless man sharpening <laughs> a rock on another rock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, closest hospital to Owego was in Binghamton um and I looked up the ratings for it very very poorly rated hospital a lot of the reviews are just like just keep on driving go somewhere else if you're bleeding all right they'll stitch you up but if you can make it somewhere else you should probably do that dude that's that's what happened um oh god my my sister had my most recent niece during covid in Elba, New York, Onion Town, Shane. They're known for their onions, Elba, New York. So what witch and what yeah. veterinarian got together to, <laughs> to make this she happen. do it in a stall? Was that was your niece born in hay? Yeah, it was a Walmart slash post office. Good. Um, they did it there. No, they had a hospital, but it was like. I don't know. I'm used to hospitals where you where they're large and I have to go into a parking garage and take a few elevators to get to where I'm going, you know, things like that. And there's different wings and stuff. No, this was like, I walked into a place. <laughs> it was definitely an old pizza hut. Like you can see the roof. You're like, yeah. Hey, I recognize this. They share it. it's hospital slash KFC. They share <laughs> it. No, you go up to the counter. There's a receptionist and she's just like, what you having, hon? And I'm like, well, I'm here for my sister's birthing. And she's like, oh, yeah, she's just right behind this wall. And there was just a thin piece of drywall between my (laughs) sister's gaped up vagina, tossing a kid out of it. And this receptionist, like like, you could smell the birthing happening from the freaking lobby. It's crazy that so many women still die in childbirth. Like, it's so wild. (laughs) It's how wild it all happened. I'm not happy. <laughs> but it was fun. Hey, I, we got to I got to practice some new jokes that we'll be performing. Um, we're less than two weeks away. Saturday, January 28th. Uh, Shane and I are going to be doing uh, some comedy at comedy at the Carlson. So um, go to carlsoncomedy.com. Grab your tickets there. Or you can just show up. Just show up to comedy at the Carlson. I think it's like a 730 doors opening type of thing. And um, should be uh should be fun. We're both doing a half hour. And then we get Dario Joseph and Sarah Benson. They're going to be opening it up for us. And um, I- I'm excited because I finally got some new jokes, Shane. That's all. <laughs> finally. finally, it's been a little finally bit. got some new <laughs> jokes. Yeah. And speaking of new jokes, oh, let's get this out of the way now. Yeah. Plug Every Friday night. I'm going to be at Rock Cinema for the Interloop open mic. Or sorry, it's the it's the Rock Cinema comedy open mic, but it's hosted by me the inter, and the Interloop blog, but mostly me. Um, come on out. If you ever thought about doing stand-up, this is a place to do it. If you If you like comedy, come watch an open mic. Wait, this is like for fresh people? Yeah, I guess that's what an open mic is. Yeah, you want some fresh. Or, out I mean, it, you know, 
veterans mm-hmm. working out stuff, but anybody anybody new, come on out and do it. Uh, and if you're if you're a fan of stand up comedy, come and watch it. It's free. Um, if you're just a fan of watching an absolute train wreck, mm. come on out. Like this is the best way to pregame, right? Come on out, Rock Cinema. They got full bar. They got food. You can have a meal. You can drink some drinks, and you can watch the most insane people in Rochester have four minutes to say whatever the fuck they want to a microphone and it's not going to be good for the most part <laughs> and by that i mean like it's going to be insane and you're going to leave there and then you're going to go to a bar and no matter what happens at that bar you'll be like nothing is as weird as what that guy said into that microphone i know and i'm just getting started as an open um mic host you're like a slumlord time. you're a comedy slumlord now yes and I know that there are some people in Rochester that I should have already banned from the open mic. I know that there is a list going around. Nobody has provided it for me. I know that there is a man that is known for getting nude. Hmm. Um, I have don't I forgot his name. I'm sure he'll be making an appearance. There's other people that are just absolute psychopaths. Um, it could get dangerous in there. I think I'm selling the shit out of this <laughs> yeah, thing, man. Yeah, so yeah. come on good. out. Rock Cinema uh, Comedy Open Mic. It's not this Friday. It's uh, next Friday. It's certain. And then, um, but so yeah. I can go and get on stage? Yeah, you want some more time to oh, boy. I gotta, work yeah, out I gotta, some material? Yeah, this is all new stuff. I got to figure it out, all right? Yeah, come on out, man. Dude, so um, I don't know. Um, I don't know much about nothing, but. It does seem like the Buffalo Bills are going to be out of the playoffs, right? It does seem that way, doesn't it? After that last game against the Dolphins, the wild card playoff game. I was out and about. I you didn't watch what okay. So as a heartbroken Packers fan, yeah. I realized my opportunity, which is that everybody in Western New York is going to be watching the bills. So this is my time to go and grocery shop. Like it's the post apocalypse. Oh yeah. 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 Like I went to BJ's and there was legit four people there and three of them were watching the bills on their phone. And one of them was me. And I was just like having a blasty blast going through BJ's, like looking at products I haven't looked at before just really taking it all in without any anxiety. So you kind of like Wegmans and so yeah. you didn't watch any of it. I watched like bits and pieces of it, but like I got, uh, they were beating the crap out of the dolphins and the, and I was like, Oh, okay. They got this in the bag. So I just started doing other stuff. And then all of a sudden I saw like, I saw like, I literally saw the guy at BJ's that was supposed to be reading my receipt and seeing if I was stealing anything. He was just watching the bills on his phone and I could see, <laughs> I could see he was anxious. And I was like, are the dolphins coming back? He's like, Ugh. and that was the interaction that I had. But yeah. I was listening on the radio as I mean, a, as a dad does. They have since there's Cincinnati up next, right? There's yeah. So no way they're, they're finally going to play the Bengals. We're going to see what happened. There's no way they're going to beat the Bengals. There's just I don't know, no man. They're the team of destiny. Team of destiny, Mark. It's going to happen. No, because they, they have to continue because then they, we have to get into the weirdness of the the neutral ground playoff game between them and the, the Chiefs in Atlanta, which is stupid. Oh, yeah. I mean, the Chiefs are the, the aren't they the number one seed? Mm-hmm. 
Shouldn't they just get? Why shouldn't they just have home field advantage? Well, that's because of how everything turned out because of that yeah. canceled game. They were like, the Bills could have been the first seed. They could have gotten through. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I think everybody just kind of forgot that they saw a guy die on a field. Like, sure. Like, they're like, oh, they should have moved on from bit. that. And it's like, that's was really traumatic. And I feel like that probably crosses your mind a bit while you're out there. But yeah, Josh Allen, he keeps on um, turning over football. And that ain't no good when you you got to not turn over football. <laughs> well, also, I can't believe. Yeah, I um, if I saw what happened, um, I would I wouldn't be I would never play a, a football again. Mm-hmm. There would be no more playing football for me. If I saw my, my co-worker's heart stop at my job, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm getting a new job, new job time. That's wild. Yeah, it would have really helped if they got that by just to mm-hmm. like kind of decompress. Think about it. You know, go get a massage. How do whatever it? football players do. Beat up a lady in a hotel room Boy, or an God. elevator. Calisthenics, you know, you got to warm up or a lobby. Bay. You've got to go to a hotel and beat up a lady. Is there a more dangerous place in the world than a hotel where a football team is staying? I was say, is there, there's, yeah, there's no more dangerous job than girlfriend of a tight end at a hotel. Sure. Specifically in an elevator. Yeah. yeah you're pretty you're pretty much you're pretty much screwed at that point. You gotta take the stairs. You ladies have to. ladies. Take, take the stairs. Take the stairs. The CTE it messes with their balance. They can't. It's it's like a T Rex can't see you unless you're moving. They can't I, use the stairs. It stops dude, them. I guarantee, ladies, take the stairs <laughs> is a Bill Cosby special. <laughs> yeah. And I bet it was the like people said it was their favorite. Yeah. For a, the longest time. He's so good. It's so good. And ladies, take the stairs. <laughs> um. And then there's I can't believe I can't believe we didn't see another death on the field of the uh, Dallas Cowboys kicker shotgunning his face off after missing <laughs> all those extra points. What was it four? Well, there four? was a guy that almost died at the very end of the game. Like I didn't I didn't watch this one either because um, I was playing hockey because I'm an idiot. And I was like, I got to I looked at my phone after the game and they're like, um, Russell Gage has some feeling in his extremities. <laughs> like, oh, okay. What an update. The ladies use the stairs. <laughs> ladies <laughs> use the stairs. Yeah, I just can't believe he missed all of those. And then Yeah, and that's not good. That is how do you I don't even understand. Like, do you, are you are you just done with your job? Are you just done at that point? Yeah, I don't even know what you do as a team. Like, I like I thought about this in the playoffs because I was, you know, I'm looking at the Bills team and they're relying, they're throwing a lot of footballs to Cole Beasley, a guy that they let oh, go. Yeah. And then they sign back and it's like, what happens if there is like a onslaught of injuries? Can you sign people during the playoffs? Like, you should fire that kicker. He's not getting over that. He's got the yips. Yeah. That's n- he's there's no way that they're going to it's going to happen. You know, it's going to come down to a, like a fucking game-winning kick. They're going to play that fucking um, you know, 
uh, montage of him missing, and then he's going to shank it, and they're going to mm-hmm. go like, why didn't you do anything about that? Not and and this is nothing political. And honestly, I'm not like this. I'm not trying to bring race into this in any way. But with the Cole Beasley thing, like I just honestly would never trust a white wide receiver. Like that is so bizarre to me. You got to at least be a tight end. You know what I mean? Like a white guy. You're going to throw it to a white guy. I mean, the number one wide receiver in the NFL is a white guy for last year. And I don't trust it. <laughs> I just don't trust it. <laughs> I don't know. I, Tom Brady built a career off of <laughs> well, passing yeah. to people that look exactly like Cole Beasley. Yeah, that's the same height, body type. Very true. <laughs> just somebody that can go over the middle and just is like, you know what? I'm not going to remember my family and I don't care. Oh, my God. I was watching. um and not to make this an all football podcast, but I was just watching like a super cut of, and I know these like all his greatest plays of, uh, of uh, Rob Gronkowski. And I don't know how he was ever tackled. I don't know. I, yeah. I don't know how people ever tackled him. Like I would, that would just, again, be one of those things where I'm just like, Oh, I'm done playing football. This monster is barreling towards me and he's dumb. And he's dumb. Like, he doesn't care. He's dumb. And he runs dumb, too. <laughs> like, you know, like, if you watch him run, it's like, it doesn't look correct. He's like, it's kind of just, it's all over the place. Yeah. It's a very dumb run. It's chaos. Yeah, it's chaos. He's got a dumb body. And it's <laughs> tough to, it's tough to tackle somebody who's got a dumb body. I, um, I'm getting back into my, um, degenerate gambling. Um, got on that fan duel. I, uh, I did a, I did a Buffalo Bills like parlay of like Knox touchdown, Stefan Diggs touchdown. Uh, I don't know. Josh Allen had to do some kind of rating over something. I don't know. And then the Bills win. Yeah. And I, and I lost that one. But it just made me realize because I also have a $5 bet on the Cowboys winning the Super Bowl. And if they do that on the five bucks, I get like $80. Mm. And it just shows that I am not a fan of anything because now I'm just kind of rooting for the Cowboys. Because I have also I've also got five dollars on the bills. If they win the Super Bowl, I think I get ten back. Ooh, yeah. So it's just like I kind of want. If it ends up being Dallas Bills, I might go Dallas. Yeah, I'm, no I'm loyalty. I'm a terrible gambler, as in like I play so many bets during the week just because like I do it while I'm pooping, and then I have no idea what I'm watching for because mm-hmm. I have so many stupid bets, and then it's just like. Tuesday comes around, I'm like, oh, did I win anything? And it's never yes. It's yeah. like I always like either break even or I lost $20. Like, that's it. But yeah, I do it on such a small scale. I I showed, like, I thought I was like, oh, man, I'm good at gambling. And I, like, showed um, one of my coworkers at the, the real estate office my bet slip. And he just said, um, are you are you kidding me? <laughs> you place dollar bets? You place 50 cent bets? I'm like, yeah. What do you do? And he's like, if you saw the bets that I'd make, you would puke. You would puke. I'm like, okay. okay. I've never made more than a $10 bet on anything. On Dude, anything. These, I hear these, like, you want to talk about de- degenerate gamblers, man. <laughs> I don't want to disparage 
the real estate industry again for the eighth <laughs> consecutive <laughs> podcast. Yes. But dear, I have talked to a lot of real estate agents that are full on gambling addicts. And I don't know if that's something you really want to, <laughs> you know, be proud of when people are coming to you like, hey, can you help me out with a $500,000 home? Do you mind dealing? Can you handle if I give you my deposit check for this house? Can you make sure it goes to the right place? Oh, yeah, I can. And you know what? I I'll might even double it. Yeah, I'll take good care of that. Yeah. How would you like it if I turn that deposit check into a bigger house? Or you you get or beaten nothing. up. Or either one. Or losing your kneecaps. Yeah. The amount that I've heard the word bookie get thrown around in the, the real Christ. estate office is wild. But um, yeah, no, these dudes place real bats and they make real money, but they also lose a lot of money yeah, too, they, I'm assuming. And they're, they're, yeah, and their loved ones <laughs> leave them and they're, they're just, they're, they, 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 uh, they don't have a house anymore. All right, we this is this the gentleman's club is the 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 official podcast of the interloop blog. So we like to, as Shane says it, um, go through lawsuit the, pending lawsuit. <laughs> <laughs> we have we like to inform you on what's going on in Rochester because we know that you're not reading the Democratic Chronicle because it literally doesn't exist anymore, dude. And, can, I, can I actually? This is not a piece of it. This is like a bonus. Yeah, Rochester news thing. Anyways, this is the Inner Loop Blog News part. Oh part yeah, part of the show. The Democrat Chronicle is not even getting printed in Rochester anymore. Did you know that? Were they shipping it in from somewhere? From New Jersey, which we found out is actually not that, not far, that far away. Not that far. Not that far away. <laughs> but yeah, so they have to. That's have a good to, sign. Their deadline has got to be just like insanely early for everything. Yeah. So that's the least breaking news. I mean, it's newspaper already, right? Yeah. We're getting breaking news on our phone. So, but yeah, there's like six people working there. None of them are happy. Every article I see from the Democrat and Chronicle is about how the Democrat and Chronicle is shrinking and they're moving printing to New Jersey. And there's a comment from somebody working at Democrat and Chronicle. It's like, we listen, we don't like it. We don't like one bit and then they're gone like you'll never see them in yeah. the same article because they're fired <laughs> they're, they're on the shop block I, i've said again i respect the newspaper industry because they'll crap on the their employers whereas like the tv the tv industry yeah they like th- they, they thank their employers for firing them yeah it's a very it's a stockholm syndrome thing because they got dirt because they got you know they have video evidence oh, right yeah. they got a lot of b-roll on glenn johnson yeah. Yeah, doing some stuff on the green screen. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Grinding kids' bones. <laughs> yeah, make the weather. Yeah, if you don't remember that, Glenn Johnson is the literal giant from Jack and the Beanstalk. He grinds kids' bones for his bread. Yeah, and now he's a weatherman. Yeah, it's it's insane that they have the budget for the green screen for Glenn Johnson because they have to drop a huge green tarp between. Um, the Times Square building and First Federal Plaza. Yeah, it's if you're crazy. ever wondering what that was, yeah, that's, that's Glenn Johnson <laughs> doing the weather. Anyways, right. Mark, what, what news stories news. we got? Yeah, the RPD put out their year-end violence numbers. Woo! We all wait. We wait for this report every single year. I I, I bet on it on FanDuel. 
<laughs> what did you bet? Uh, bet over under over Stephon under 80. Diggs touchdown um <laughs> over under eight, eight over <laughs> um according to the rpd open data portal 76 homicide homicides last year's last jesus christ somebody homicide me can't talk <laughs> uh 64 of those were shooting deaths seven were stabbings Seven victims were younger than 18. Uh, they were all shot. 40 investigations were closed last year, which is a case closure rate of 54%. Now, hmm. hmm, Mark, I know this sounds like bad news, but here is some good news, right? Yeah. In 2021, we had 80 homicides. So, we're down. We're down by four. <laughs> four whole homicides. Also, we have a case closure rate of 54%, which means, hey, come to Rochester. There's a coin flip yeah. chance you can get away with murder. I remember Rochester was, um, oh, there was that show. I don't think it was called 48 Hours. But it was like it would follow a detective around and it would mm-hmm. count down because it was like two days. It's like the amount of time. Yeah, like the first 48 or something. First 48. Yeah. A lot of them were filmed in Rochester. And it <laughs> seems like they should have stopped. Yeah. You know, like no good endings here, guys. You know, yeah, that's find them. That's really low. It's really low. Bad is what I'm saying. It's bad. RPD, bad job. Yeah, bad, bad, bad job. Well, then they say that well, it's the community doesn't snitch, but it's like I don't think they're not snitching because um, they're like protecting anybody. I think it's the stitches part where they also don't want to be dead. You know what I mean? Like if somebody I knew that was big into killing people killed somebody, yeah, I'm like, oh, that guy's gonna kill me too. I'd be very afraid to tell on them. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, and it seems like this pretty obvious thing we could do here, which is like everybody says snitches get stitches. Well, why don't snitches get riches? Oh. Let's let's start paying people to snitch. America's most wanted style. Obviously, we got to vet this information, but hmm. it's like you know, not to bring this back to the real estate industry, but like people, if you bring somebody, you know, you bring me. Uh, a, a, a reference, right? You bring me somebody that's going to turn into a client. I'll give you a piece, right? Nice. I'll give you a taste. I'll wet your beak. I'll slap your booty around. <laughs> I think you should do the opposite. You should do the snitches get stitches where somebody gives you a, a piece and it doesn't go through. You kick the, the crap out of that. Well, that's also <laughs> yeah. a thing. Yeah. Where if you Like Mark, he's got a lot on the line right now, right? He sent me his brother last podcast. Yeah. His brother doesn't work with me. Uh, <laughs> oh, they, stitches. they asked for your n- number again. I gave them your number yesterday. Okay. Oh, I reached out to him today. Oh, did you? Did they I reach did, out yeah. to you? I, I didn't want to wait. No, I reached out to him first. Oh, you're so thirsty. I am. I'm very sad. <laughs> I'm just trying to not have my family get homicided. Um, <laughs> there's a big social media trend, Mark. Have you seen this? This is the big thing. Always, we always get at least one a year where the news is coming out like the teens are up to something. This, there's something apparently called the viral Kia and Hyundai TikTok challenge that's sweeping the country and it's hitting Rochester. Um, apparently, there's a terrifying incident 
January 5th, outside the Franklin Educational Campus, where police said a suspect who drove to school in a stolen Hyundai, Hyundai tried to shoot a student at the entrance to the school. Teens are, uh, this is uh, according to Rochester Police Lieutenant Greg Bellow, teens are often the suspects stealing these cars before ditching them with some people waking up to find a Kia or a Hyundai in their driveway or backyard. So, I I don't know. I guess you just leave the car at, at your buddy's house or something. It seems like the trend is that these cars are very easy to steal. Kias and Hyundais. Uh, I was going to say, I was wondering why it was so brand specific. I have a, an Elantra, so we mm. can do it with mine. Uh, Kias and Hyundai's made after 2021 come standard with anti-theft mobilizer, so it's got to be ones that are before that. Um, but uh, yeah, I guess TikTok, they're showing you how to steal a Kia or a Hyundai using just a USB cord. Dude, I believe it i had an early model kia when kia was first when fusillo was crapping those out of his ass early 2000s i had a kia like um just out of high school paper thin doors paper like a quarter inch of metal was, mm -hmm. was the doors and you were driving that thing in the inside even with the heat on and the cold it would freeze on the inside and if I ever got into an accident, that thing, I would just disappear. I would just stop <laughs> existing. Like I just, there wouldn't be a body. I'd just be gone. Yeah, so like, I can see that those are. It's like a bicycle. It, it's a step up from a bicycle. I'm not trying to commit insurance fraud on this podcast, <laughs> but hey, teens that are stealing and joyriding cars, I got a Mazda three. Yeah, in my driveway. I leave it unlocked every night, hoping that one of you will come and steal it and beat the absolute <laughs> hell out of it so I can get some insurance money and get a new car. Please come by, message me. I'll give you my address over TikTok or Snapchat, whatever you guys use. Um, but yeah, please do that. Should we do the, dear the, God. the Steel Shades car challenge? Please, yeah. <laughs> I will. I, I don't. Even, I won't even hide it. I will park it in a place as well known. Let me give. And you, I'll I leave can, the key in it. I mean, I'm not going to, but I could give you part of the license plate because I always remember <laughs> what what food product it is on your license plate. But that, oh yeah. <laughs> also, um, Shane's car. The back of Shane's car is at this time of year filled with the most hockey equipment you've ever seen. Mm -hmm. Summertime filled with DJ equipment. So. <laughs> It's a filled hatchback. All right. Yeah. I'm just saying that. Yeah. Good luck. Uh, <laughs> hey, yeah, please, please do it. You win an, an old car. If you, you do, do. This, this is our first giveaway. I just remember. Yeah. My brother got his car stolen um, and kids. This is like when I was a kid and people joy, joy rode it and beat the hell out of it and then he just got insurance money and got a new car so i'm just like oh that's Dream. just how that works so i'll just yeah please do that all right um, well, what's the last story we got okay mark do you want a uplifting story or do you want to end on a question mark i'll give you let's the choice let's end on a question mark okay so mark this isn't really a new story but uh emily putnam of news 10 nbc okay she was asked, what's happening to the former Monroe Ave Theater? 
and she tracked down what's going on with it. Now, Mark, I don't know if this theater is near and dear to your heart. I know you spent many a night over at uh, JD Oxford's. Oh, it's the one right across from it. Yeah, it, right, sort of. right over there. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You probably parked out in front of it one or once or twice. Like movie theater, right? Yeah, it looks like yeah. a movie theater. It's still got the marquee and everything like that. Basically, what's ha- what's going on with it now is it's just a storage facility. Uh, the people that own the Walgreens over there um, own it, and they just have Walgreens stuff in there. Which, uh, hey, kids uh, that are joyriding, um, if you want some free drugs, <laughs> yeah, I know a spot. A lot of Percocet uh, <laughs> stored in there. <laughs> a lot of beef jerky. That's really hard. I don't know why Walgreens beef jerky is harder than the rest of it, but um, it's just true. Um, but so basically nothing. They're thinking about leasing or uh, doing something with it, um, but it's been vacant since 2008. Do you know the history of the theater, Mark? No. So it, it used to be a legit theater, right? People would come from all around to watch the plays, watch, you know, watch a moving and shaking up there on the stage. And then it became like a smut theater and oh, the, nice. and show world was in there for a, a hot second doing porn stuff and selling dillies and dallies and all the goods. Mm-hmm. And then. Um, I guess they this is all Emily for... Putnam's record reporting, yes. right? <laughs> they show world just ruined it for everybody and uh, nobody wanted to go in there. The vacuum store got replaced, but nobody was like, I don't, I don't want to touch that theater over there. So basically nothing's going to happen with it. It's owned by some different real estate firm that I'm not, I don't know anything about, but I, if I had to guess degenerate gamblers, um, but do my question to you, Mark, is yeah. do we need to bring back the porn theater? Like that's something we our generation is is not gonna experience, right? Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I've never I've never done it. I know like some places had the booths, right? Mm-hmm. I've had I know places that had booths and then a person on the other side. Yep. Right? Where it's like and you just whatever, you just whack it around a little bit in front of a stranger. I, I just I don't think people want to leave the house. Like people don't want to leave the house for groceries. You know, what I, like food. People don't want to leave the house for that. You think they're going to leave the house to touch their little ding dong and you know in a show world back room where there's just like cum stained seats and stuff. Yeah, no, I. You're right, but I'm just like I'm trying to think of like how could they make it so you know like they they always bring it back. They bring something back, but they put the like, modern twist on it. Like what? How can we bring the, the porn theater? Are we getting into the, the modern together? Age? I'm just saying, like I sometimes see on um, some nefarious websites, pornography websites, they they have like OnlyFans booths. Right. In some other countries, like maybe that's where it's at. Like, hey, you know, like you instead of a podcasting studio, you and I start up an OnlyFans studio. Oh, we got to call Fitz up. Do do it there. All right. Well, nobody knows who that is, but it sounds (laughs) like you just that's like a pimp or you already know a prostitute that has kind of like a seizure problem. (laughs) All right. Patreon.com slash the Gentleman's Club show. We're going to continue the show over uh, at Patreon.com slash the Gentleman's Club 
patreon.com slash the gentleman's club. It's only four bucks a month. You get extended podcasts, early podcasts, all that good stuff. I have an idea of where we should do it, Shane. So I'm going to reveal that. (gasps) Patreon.com slash the gentleman's club. It's only four bucks a month. All right. Bye, poor people.